guys, it's me, Jen. And I'm Liam, and welcome to Unlimited Time Magic. Where the magic is you. Enjoy the episode, and we'll see you on Main Street. Bye! I had a tour yesterday at Everest. I literally, uh, I went, I'm right over there, was Tarzan and Rocks. Put your faith in what you most believe in. And then my, the person kept on talking about Tarzan and Rocks, and I went, to uh everybody and then, and then here's liam oh i'm sorry once i start that song i actually have, I have to, to go all the way through to the end the end of tarzan rocks um it was like a full 22 <laughs> minutes hi dear listeners and welcome to oh my gosh 17. you guys okay hey. liam <laughs> liam has already had a week and it's only yeah. wednesday yeah. we uh so whatever he says he probably doesn't mean it. Let's talk for a moment about Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, did we talk did you about it? Hocus Pocus 2? I think the last oh, time yes, we talked about it. We talked, we talked about, about it, it on Patreon, the Patreon episode. That's what we talked yes, about. Which, yeah. Yes. So um, my son had an interesting observation about Hocus Pocus 2 along the lines of what you just talked about. Please, yeah. <laughs> he, he said, I'm so sick of every evil person having to have this like origin story that makes you feel sorry for them. He's yeah. like, can't we just have like the bad guy just be the bad guy? Like, do we have right. to go back? And, and I'm talk sorry, about... but Winifred's not that bad. Like, she really isn't. Like, I mean, the, if you aside from the eating children thing, what else does she really do? Correct. I'm like, and, and I correct. He said that, and I said, to be fair, she doesn't eat them. No, she, she just sucks, sucks the their life force. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that Kenny Ortega. Musical theater. Thank you. Wanted to make the original Hocus Pocus a musical. And they only put the one song in. Fine, whatever. Then this one, I felt like in the opening sequence, we were going there. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We're getting a musical. Didn't it kind of feel like that? Kind of felt like we were getting a musical. I appreciated that they did a a prelude. They did like a prologue into the film. Loved it. But when they did the song, that first song, I thought, oh... We're getting this, and it then was it so wasn't, random. and then it wasn't. I didn't like it. I didn't, I, because if in the, in the original one, I put a spell on you, it felt like a random musical number that kind of felt oh, there's a word for it, and I can't think of it. But it's in in musical theater when a when a character is singing on purpose within the story. So okay. like in that type, in that particular circumstance, it was a cover band, and Winifred said oh, I could sing and put a spell on them. That's okay. the thing, right? So she, Winifred is actually singing. It's not just a musical where the language is song. It's like, you know what I mean? Um, yes. And the, the particular number I'm thinking about, The Witches Are Back, it just felt like it came, I was like, I, that was 45 seconds of nothing. Like, why did we do that? Well, and that number was done in a traditional musical sense. Mm-hmm. Does that, and so, and then you still had the number they did. Now I can't even remember the song. One that way. They did. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, exactly. I don't know. The, the mu- it was weird. I feel like if you're going to do a musical, do a musical. If you're not going to do a musical, don't do a musical. I get confused when we kind of are, are in between. Well, and I mean, like we said, the first, in the first one, it made sense. I put a spell on you made sense because she right. goes, I need it. I'm some pie up and baby. Like it made sense and it's fun. Right. Um, and Kenny Ortega is so campy. And when their characters are so at that level, it's really fun. So it's like Hocus Pocus was fun. Um, right. But no, yeah, I mean, we're in the last few weeks of fall, really. I mean, I know November is fall, but. I don't know. October every year goes 
so quickly. So I honestly quickly. think it's got to be the fastest month that exists. I don't know right. how time works exactly. I don't no, presume I'm an idiot. I'm to so know dumb. time. But why is like August interminably long right. and October is three minutes? I think it has to do with humidity. I think humidity no. must slow down time. That's the I only plausible explanation. I would right? fully agree with that. I'd fully, yeah. fully agree with that. I think we need to write a book about that. Mm -hmm. That's a Jen, meteorological... How was your week though? Because um, you had a lot of businessy things this week that like so much businessy, business, work, work, work. So much businessy. Um, so <laughs> we will let you know, dear listener, that this is our second recording of this podcast. This is the only time we've ever. Oh no, I think we did it once know, in season one. But this I is the, this is the second time. The first one, no, we've had technological problems before that right. we had to re-record. This time we had psychological problems. Correct. One, my energy. <laughs> I had none of it. Jen took us a 360 around the world. I don't Jen, even know. And there's okay, no so reason. Here, there's absolutely no, no reason we went down that path. So really. there is a reason for me, and it makes sense based on what we were just talking about. I have a limit to how many like meetings I can have in a day. And this right. was true back when I had like a normal career too. And in fact, I had a beautiful executive assistant named Sherry Sharp. We're still friends. What a name. I know. And she fit her name and she was one of these people that just like, honestly felt more like a big sister to me than my administrative assistant. She loved me. She took amazing care of me. I'd like to think I took great care of her, but she would schedule me in such a way that she knew because of my personality, because I'm a people oriented introvert that I could only handle so many hours of meetings. Right. And it wasn't just a matter of that. I would get cranky. I would become ineffectual <laughs> as trying to do my job because my, and I don't, I've never been diagnosed with ADHD, but I do reach a point where like, I just can't, I'm just everywhere. And, and right. my brain will not come in. The problem is so, I say yes. And so she yeah, asks totally. and I go, so let's he go. just goes down the, you know, yellow brick road with me. And, and guys, it was 35 minutes long. We went down if, the yellow brick road, like you know nothing to do, do with this podcast, but it at was great. some point we we'll will release do, it. Maybe for our patrons, we'll release it. It's unhinged. And I woke up in the middle of the night. I didn't even tell you this part. I woke up in the middle of the night. And I, well, let me say, first of all, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. It was so a, it, but it was a conversation you and I would have by ourselves. It's like we forgot we were recording a friggin' podcast. About Disney and mental health. And we were talking about the state of musical theater. Our patrons, I, if you want the episode, just message us on the on the unlimited Instagram and middle we'll of the night. This is, I mean, we talk about capitalism. <laughs> I mean, we went everywhere. Slavery. Middle of the night, my eyes pop open. I and I look at the ceiling and I was like, oh hell no! I was like, what? What yeah. was that even? Like, we can't release that. So I texted him and I'm like, hey, so how do we what feel about we? the episode? Because I'm thinking oh, it was nuts. It was, and it was. However. The center point of that episode and the center point of this episode is the same exact thing. Oh, it is. Um, yeah. yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. Wait, let me go back to what, let me finish what I was saying. Because today mm -hmm. I am feeling fair, fairly clear headed. What I was saying was the day we recorded was like yeah. a day like that for me because I've got so much business to catch up on. So right. I'm repeating something I already told Liam, which doesn't make sense that I just told you that because you would have, listeners have no way of knowing that I already told Liam this, but Liam knows I already told Liam this. Um, so when you have a job like mine and you're a travel vlogger, it's two parts. You go out and you get content and mm -hmm. then you come back and you have to do the business side of things. And then because I have a travel 
content channel and then I have a um, lifestyle. lifestyle content channel. I also have to film footage and get all of that done. So my travel, it's not like I have a team of people here at home working hard while I'm traveling. I still have to come back and do all of the catch up. So I had client meetings. I had a different type of consulting thing that I'm involved with. I had tons of just like email back and forth conversations. It was a crazy it was day. A long day. So by the time Liam got me, I had been talking, no lie. I added it up four hours of conversations that right. I was like in charge of guiding the conversation. Yeah. And, and like, consulting is so fun, but Liam, you've done it because you do the vocal coaching. Right. It's very draining because you're really focused on the other person. Your listening skills have to be totally heightened and you're right. in charge of that time. So yeah, that was, and you want to high. feel like your client is getting not only what they, what the, the hunger that they want from how, where, why ever they, you know, however they actually hired you, but on right. top of it, you want to present new ideas that they never even thought of. So it's like what Jen just said, there was hours of prep time. There's hours of, you know, making sure that you, they, they feel taken care of. So, well, and my one client is on her way to Tokyo Disney on Sunday and mm -hmm. it's her first time vlogging. And so I wanted to give her like all of my best tips and tricks without overwhelming her. And so there's a lot of give and take and all that to right. say, fantastic week. It's only Wednesday. Scott's been on a trip. I try really hard to do the bulk of my work when he's out of town. And then right. when he's so that when he's off, we can be off together and he gets home tonight. So anyway, after this, it's going to be in the clear, in the clear. Oh, it's, one would hope. One, one, would hope. one could pray. <laughs> um, it is a beautiful day in Orlando right now. It is 58, 57. And so I'm wearing a jacket. I'm wearing uh, like a sweater and I'm wearing a beanie and I'm living my New York truth, um, which has been super, super lovely. Um, That's so cold for Orlando too. That's so crazy. Especially, especially for, for like October. October. Right, right. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I did announce on, which kind of leads us into the episode in itself, is um, I told our patrons just a little bit early that I have decided to leave my current role at Expedition Everest, which is something I announced also on my Instagram page as well. Um, and the decision kind of came, I mean, Jen was there from like every kind of step of the decision making. I didn't just make the decision. I hope it works out because I'm going to feel really bad. My face. I'll send you a photo with a faxed copy of me going, no, <laughs> um, I, I, a part of, a part of this decision was frankly, the kind of role that frontline cast members take after about six or seven months, you need something brand new in order to not feel stale, feel negative, feel like you're living in the same like purgatory loop. And it, I, I felt the feelings. I, I, I'm very good at listening to myself. And we are gaslit a lot of the time, especially as we're being raised, to not listen to the voice inside of us. And through my own work in therapy and journaling, I am realizing that, you know, that little voice in your head that also beats you up, there's also a little voice in your head that, that's like, yo, listen to yourself. This is your gut speaking. And if you spend any more time here, you will be more of a nuisance to work with than a blessing. And I, I knew that was going to happen. It always happens, especially in attractions, because you just get bored. I start serving myself a lot more than I start serving others. And that's when I know it's my time to leave. 
Um, and so I did. I decided uh, I was going to go from part time uh, to full time back to part, uh, at least for the next few months, because I was presented an opportunity to start singing some more, to start teaching some more. Uh, and not only financially does it make more sense for me, but um, I'm branching back into the entertainment department over at Disney. So, and we talked about this a little bit last week because you right. were still not hundred percent sure what your decision was going to be. Right. Um, I'm so happy with where you've landed and I'm yeah. happy because I'm also happy because I know as a vocal coach, you have such an ability to just be really good at that and be really encouraging and really positive. And I know you've had some amazing vocal coaches that have affected you in such a positive way. So it, I think it's such a better use of your, of your talent. And right. I think it's, it's who knows what happens next. Right. So all we can do is walk through every open and door. And that's literally what I'm kind of like taking it as. I'm like, you can't really plan for what the next thing is. Like you really can't. I think you can have dreams, you, you can the, have as, aspirations. Yeah. Right. But What'd you call me? No, what you are. You're, you're a pain out. in my aspirations. <laughs> also, my roommate gave me this. So uh, I did my last tour yesterday too of Expedition Everest. Really, really fun group. Really lovely. It was great. But my roommate is also a tour guide for Tower of Terror. And all of our friends on YouTube, they started giving these out to people who take the tour. And oh there are two incredible people that work over at Tower of Terror. And they got this approved by Imagineering to give to people like that's oh a big gosh. deal and like, it has a little amazing. message on the back oh my god and disney said how about like we'll start we'll buy them for you so they don't have to pay out of pocket to do it so somebody paid out of pocket to, to design it but isn't that incredible that's so cool yeah. we don't give it's really you anything too. in an okay so if and you're you watching that... on the podcast or listening on the podcast app watch us on youtube too because you you know that i don't really do like framed disney art or whatever in my right. home but i do love love a like a subtle Disney nod that doesn't look like a Disney thing at all because what then if mean? someone's yeah <laughs> but I mean then it's cool because if someone comes over and they are a Disney fan and they see it they would be like I totally know what that is and it's also so, your job too yeah so there's, a, there's a part of it yeah I, right. I actually have been looking for some more subtle Disney and I don't want Mickey and I don't want bright colors. I want like stuff that would look like totally suitable in my home, but that has some kind of Disney architecture. If anybody has, please follow not. us on Instagram and like tell us because I will send yeah. it to Jen. Hands there's out. like an Etsy shop or I love small and, and business. That, yeah, the the kind of like sepia toned, the antique stuff, all of that totally up my alley. Mm. So Jen, yeah. how do you feel? Because a lot of our patrons over on our Patreon asked us how we felt about Fantasmic coming back. That is just announced. Yeah. How do you feel? Um, do, are you like, I'm excited, but I don't need a rush? I, like, where, do, where are you? Okay, you know that I love Fantasmic when I'm watching it and I hate it when it's over. So, um, because the, the leaving- uh, It's horrific. Right. Specifically it, at World, at studios, it's pretty bad. Disneyland is is a no-brainer. For me, that's super easy. easy. If you don't care that you have a great view, there's plenty of places to see it. You could also do the dining package. And then when you, you leave, it's just not a big thing. But because that theater only has one exit, it just feels, um, oh, it's, I always wait. I wait 20 minutes until everyone leaves. Your choices to me, if you're, if you're some, we've established that I don't, 
I don't do well with like crushed in people like to the point where poor Liam has to like hold my hand when we're going through like I'm a five-year-old because I ask she goes yeah I'm like I get super anxious and it's a whole thing um and you know part of it's from being the youngest like Liam you've got this too like you're used to being like the last one forgetting about you and like that you're little and then they can't find you and when you're the youngest by a lot of years it's your job to not get lost. It is nobody's job to, to be safe. Sure you- and you're yeah. like, no one yeah. take me, please. <laughs> yeah, it's, and you don't even realize that you're doing it, but you realize that the people in charge have too much going on, so they're not going to know where you are. Right. So you have to make sure that you're safe. Um, so uh, I would always position us as a family, either in the not so great seats. So as you walk into the theater all the way on the right, so that mm-hmm. we could be in the first group leaving. And then we would like go as quickly as possible. Does that make sense? So yeah. that we could be ahead of the crowd or be all the way on the other side and then just like chill out. Mosey, which is I think I if, if you am. and I do it, I will probably like get an alcoholic beverage and just, and just, just sit and wait nap. until, yeah, until we have to leave. And, and if you've never done it, or maybe you've done it and you're like, what is, what is her problem? It's not that big of a deal. For me, it's a big deal. It's right. Big deal. Well, I know for a lot of people, for a lot yeah. of people that is overwhelming and overwhelming, to be honest, the whole show is, can be overwhelming, but right. I've had a few friends who have maybe seen slash heard uh, the new sections of the show that is even different from Disneyland. Uh, and it sounds pretty incredible is what they're saying so well, we'll really definitely excited. go do it um and i'm probably gonna s- vlog it yeah well I put it when on you see Instagram. me in november we should go <gasps> do it oh that'd be really sweet and tell yeah. me about it because then i'm gonna have to because uh i think we're gonna it's already hard to come by studio reservations so we're gonna have to get on that jen this week there is a magical set of people that make this show a possibility a dream worth having I Mr. Toad's wild ride. The whole but without night. hell. Or with <laughs> hell. That's a Catherine Hahn wink for you. Yeah. I, this, of course, this episode has been decided by our patrons. Yay. Um, yeah. um, How many patrons do we have now? 63. What? Yeah, 63? 63. 63 whole people? It um, seems like when we started, we had zero. Because we did. Um, okay. <laughs> um, our patrons are really incredible. When we were in Disneyland, I referred to them all of the time to decide things for me. Because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And Kelsey's like, I don't care. Then I would ask the patrons and the patrons would decide. Uh, the patrons got the vlogs early. They get special behind the scenes content, whatever, whatever, whatever. But more, most importantly... They decide, um, they support us. They support us whether we gave yeah. any or the earth. So, you know, if, for those of you, like if you're listening to this and you're like, I hear other creators talk about Patreon. I don't understand yeah. Patreon. Basically, if you're a content creator, there are different ways that you can be paid for the work that you do. And I have always believed strongly that people should be paid for the work that they do. So you can either chase down sponsorships and advertisements, which neither Liam or I wanted to do, or you can do something like Patreon where people are supporting your work. And it's, you know, I always would say, it's think, think of it like, you know, PBS, you pay monthly and you get stuff for it, you know, like a little NPR tote bag. 
or in our case, you just get like exclusive digital things. And for, for me though, our patrons are more just like an amazing community. So we don't want to go on and on about it because you can go to patreon.com slash unlimited time magic. Is it just unlimited time magic or is yeah, it? You got it right. Um, and it'll tell you everything you need to know. And you can kind of, when you go on, if you're not joined just to kind of check it out, you won't be able to read the post, but you'll be able to see how often we post. Um, and Liam is the one who's in charge of it. So he's on there way more than I am, but I was very proud, Liam, to finally be, it was such a small amount, it was ridiculous, but um, what happens is Liam takes a set amount as the producer of the podcast, since he does all the work and I just show up in a ball cap and, you know, crack wise, and then we split the remaining um, proceeds. When I say it's not a lot, <laughs> I told him on Instagram, I was like, please do not do an hourly calculation of how much you get paid for this podcast. Then we will stop doing it. <laughs> well, because then we also have other costs, like different subscriptions we have to pay for, technology costs, whatever. Right. We do not need to beleaguer the point. The point is it does cost money to run the podcast and people should get paid for the work that they do. And- Patreon is allowing us to do that. So Correct. thank they, you, patrons. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And um, we're sorry if we have to take a little bit of time out of the episode to talk about it, but I would rather do that than take time out of the episode to tell you about, you know, glasses to go or, you know, whatever the case may be, because right. then it's about people and community, which is really what we and want. Guys, if you go to Patreon for this holiday season, you will be getting a song. Who's singing? Am I singing? Both of us are, sister. Oh, good to know. I said, so, oh, and maybe we'll put it up to vote. This week, I will put it up to vote what classic Disney, hello, classic Christmas song Jen and I will record this holiday season. And it will be, and it won't be, uh, we don't talk about Baby, it's cold outside. And it won't be, and it won't be the Christmas shoes. And it won't be uh, Into the Unknown. Uh, imagine we just go ahead into the unknown one. Uh, but yeah, uh, so we asked our patrons this week what they wanted to see and hear, and they asked us a lot of questions. So, do you want do you want to just head right on in, Jim? Sure, let's do okay. it. So it's Q and A brought to you by, by patrons. Patreons. <laughs> um, let's. I'm gonna just go at random. That's fun, right? Um, yeah, random shuffle, baby. Okay, so. Our friend Nicole, who Nicole's always great. She always is so funny on Patreon. Um, she says, what are your favorite musical theater soundtracks or cast recordings? There's more to the question, but let's start there. Okay, so uh, mine is super weird. And oh, it's, yeah. uh, it is, He's a, he it already is. knows it. And he he thinks it's weird. And it's Liam. It's so weird Liam one. thinks it's weird. It must be really weird. It's just such The a 2002 cast recording of Man of La Mancha. So also, I told you that I was in Man of La Mancha, right? Yeah, that I was yes. not on Broadway or anything. Found Broadway. Hills Community Theater. <laughs> on Broadway. Which- In 2001. Uh, Fountain Hills Community Theater, hopefully no one is listening from there, but it had some mob ties. So that's all I'm going to say. Are they closed? <laughs> Did they get shut down by the mob? No, no, they're open. They're open. So anyway, anywho, not like direct, but like- Fountain Family. Hills has a high population of retired mob people go up to Fountain Hills, Arizona. 
And a lot of them were involved in the shows up there. I don't know if they still are or not. But he loves murder and also murder and also Annie. He loves yeah. it. So I, I played Annie. his uh, niece in Man of La Mancha, the one that's trying to get him committed to a home and whatever in the song with the priest, whatnot. Um, but it's an ensemble cast. So everyone who isn't Dulcinea or um, the little guy, whatever his name is, <laughs> Pancho Vida. Pon What's the little guy's name? Is that it? That's, yeah. That sounds great. And Dul or Dulcinea plays a bunch of other parts. That's the way the cast works. It's beautifully done. And the 2002 cast recording, if you if I listen to it from beginning to end when I'm having a bad day, I just get done with it and I just feel better. I'm and and you know crying. what it is? It's I this idea of dulcinea and i'm only going to get nerdy here for 33 seconds time me so she's this forgotten unwanted undesirable scorned prostitute Jennifer. and he sees her as this beautiful heroine and because he sees her that way he turns her into well she turns herself into the heroine of her own life because someone mm. saw her for for more and A beautiful that, moral oh it just gets to me every time and the very last scene when he's dying oh I'm saying, Spoiler. listen to the whole thing. If you've never even listened to that soundtrack, you might not even know that To Dream the Impossible Dream is from that musical. It's like the big song that everyone seems to know. I don't know. Anyway. Also, Voice of Liberty it. have started to do a version of that. Have they really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, they well, had especially... Johnson. It was a chart when they opened and then they did away with it and they brought it back. In Dark Days, which Man of La Mancha was also written about Dark Days, True. you need your heroes. And heroes sometimes come in unremarkable forms. And that, my friends, is the message of Man of La Mancha. And all of a sudden, Ben and I snoring. Sounds really familiar. I said, Jen, you're dusty old YouTube channel. You prostitute And I'm going you. to pluck you from obscurity. You don't need to prostitute yourself any more on YouTube than no, you already did. No, you were like old old school Hollywood guy with a big cigar in his mouth. Come I on, kid, I'm going to make you a star. <laughs> I think I, I feel like I'd just be Koala Deville. I'm like, I can make you a star. Um, <laughs> yeah, you 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 turned it into a drag queen version of the Hollywood I mean. guy. I, that Could was a moment. Fun. I Could like it. Fun. Visually, I'm on Visually, board with Visually, I like it. Um, my favorite cast recording, I have a lot. I have a lot, a lot, a lot. But I always go back to the 2005 version of Sweeney Todd. It was a 13-person cast, and they played their own instruments. So it's really cool. Is it and... better than when they did Joanna on The Office? <laughs> have you seen no. The Office version? Yeah, have you, you've seen The Office version iconic. when he does it's Sweeney Todd. It's literally yeah. iconic. Um, I also am a big <laughs> Next to Normal fan. I've never seen another musical talk about like the pharmaceutical business and like the woes. I've never seen that musical. You never would, even listened to it. You, when I say uh, light trigger warning for you, just ever so lightly, not anything too direct, but it it has to do with trauma and family, okay. and it's it's incredible. It's an incredible rock musical. All right, I will put it on my list. And then I love Most Happy Fella because it's Bernstein and. No, Frank Lesser. It's Frank Lesser. And it's nice yeah. and lovely. Yeah. Um, the next part of her question, uh, of Nicole's question, is what is your favorite Disney film classic? I think that's actually important. Favorite classic Disney film and why? Animated or otherwise? Well, question, though. Clarifying what question. What counts as classic? What counts? Like, what would be Golden not age. classic? Golden age. What do you mean? Oh, so like... Um... Anything hand-drawn. I'd like return that. to Halloween Town. 
Yeah, that would not be golden age. You know what I need more of? What? I want a special episode of Unlimited Time Magic meant just for me. I want a great community. I want voting privileges. And sometimes I want to be harassed by Liam Munn. And all of that can be yours. You know what I want? What? For you never to do that voice again. And also to be in the shot. <laughs> so seriously, we would love it if you would join us on Patreon, but there's no pressure. I'm holding sunscreen because Liam just bought it for me. But yeah, there's no, no pressure. There's no pressure, but oh, you might it. get... So, think of Patreon as your own sunblock. Without us, you could survive, but you'd be burned. We cannot do what we do without you. Do be do. You can find our Patreon by searching in the search engine at patreon.com or in our link tree found in our Instagram. For as little as $5 a month, you get one bonus episode every single month, behind the scenes footage, helpful tricks and hints to your favorite parks, and one really great community. Links can be found in the link tree. <laughs> Though Debbie Reynolds is a shout Any... out to Singing in the Rain. Shout I was going to say, except for anything with Debbie Reynolds in it. My okay, what favorite was the classic, oh, classic animated film. Yes. Or classic film, animated or otherwise. What are you going to say? Final answer. Oh, Mary Poppins. Yeah. I think that well, counts as a golden age. It's the first live action they made. I'm going to count it as golden age and say. Well, because too, you love saving Mr. Banks and because of the, the tie in right. there and how beautiful it is. And, and what and, a beautiful score and what a aesthetically pleasing film. Incredible. Incredible. What's I'm yours? changing my answer from what I said earlier when we spoke. Well, we, I also read, I we also read the question kind of not wrong, but as like a, a, a classic Disney movie, a golden age, right? Yeah. I'm going to go with, um, oh, oh, I can, I can show it. I love it. Um, What's the name of it? Um, <laughs> Lady and the Tramp, I'm going to oh, go with. And so let me show it. you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. So there's a song. You've never seen Lady and the Tramp? I don't think so. How? Okay. There's a song um, called La La Lou. That was what I used to sing my to my children every night before bed. Okay. Do you, do you know it? You'd probably yeah. know it. La, 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 it was actually Peggy Lee sang it. No, we were just oh, talking okay. about Peggy Lee. Yeah, Peggy, Peggy Lee. Lee sang it. La la lu, oh my little star sweeper, I'll sweep the stardust for you. It's like very gentle, lilty, beautiful. So the last line, Peggy Lee, it's her voice in this part, says, there now, little star sweeper, dream on. And it's just like this, so gorgeous. My son made this for me last Christmas. This was what was under the Christmas tree for me. And if you're listening and not watching, it's gilded frame and he embroidered there now, little star sweeper, dream on. And I this could was, cry. it was you cried. When he when I You're opened bald. it, you should have seen. I was just. I don't think I recovered. I don't think I'm still recovered. That's so, beautiful. That's really really nice. Anyway, um, that movie was very special to me. It was very special to my kids. Of course, dogs. You know, dog. It's got everything I love. It's dogs. got dogs. It's got Italian food. <laughs> and it has carbs. <laughs> and it has carbs. No, you would love Lady in the Tramp. I feel I'm like I would too. You haven't seen it. It's very good. It's a, it'll but go yes. on my list. Um, so thank you, Nicole, for your question. Emily asks, how did you find the right therapist? Um, shopping around. I know it sounds awful, but Jen actually said this in the previous episode we recorded, 
which I took to heart because I really loved it. She was like, it is clinical. Like it is, there needs to be a professionalism to it. And there needs to be kind of, there needs to be a mission and a goal. And sometimes when it feels too personal, like your friends, it doesn't really feel like you're getting any work done. And, you know, if it's a small journal entry or a small thing to start the session, there's, it needs to be a catalyst of why you're wanting to start that day for that session. And, uh, and that it takes some shopping around to find the right therapist. So I, t I know I went through two different therapists before I found my current. And uh, what about you, Jen? So based what you just said, I have actually struggled with just recently, the whole making it too personal thing, right? Um, because I did like become friends with my therapist and it just doesn't really work because she was starting to put, well, I'm, I, this is probably me, not her so much, right. but I felt like too much of my, and, and it's the same therapist that Scott and I had used for couples counseling too, which is also not always the best idea. Yeah, it's interesting um, that you used used it for both. Yeah, and she saw me through all of my uh, PTSD uh, trauma recovery work, which is very different than just like talk therapy, which is what I really need right now. And it just felt, I don't know, it, I, I'm going to say that it was mostly me, but I, I think the important thing is, I think what people do is they finally get up the nerve to make an appointment and to go and they mm -hmm. find somebody, maybe they find them through, what is it, better health that's online. Pro therapy you know, you, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Or it's a personal recommendation or whatever. They finally get up the nerve to go and then they don't click with the therapist. They don't feel comfortable. I would say always give it two sessions before you decide that it's a definite no, because sometimes it's, you're just anxious and you're bringing a lot to the room that isn't actually there. So right. um, give it a couple of sessions, but it has to feel comfortable and you have right. to feel safe and you and have to particular, feel- And it's particular, right? Like, okay, they're not my friend, but I, right. it's almost, almost like a school teacher in the third grade that you love seeing because right. it's like professional and it's not inappropriate you're not friends but it's like this weird thing I like really to I like that my current therapist is quite a bit older than I am I think there's something right. to be said for that um someone that's not too much your same demographic can be helpful yeah. you know Someone again I from don't different know. walks of life I think that helps it, I think that I, you don't watch real helps. housewives at all do you I don't <laughs> Okay, because Andy Cohen is, there's this one, um, Dorit Kinsley, and she's always going on and on and on. And Andy's always having to stifle a yawn. And she's always like, am I boring you, Andy? So if you're not watching on YouTube, Liam just totally yawned. But it is getting on um, six o'clock. I'm so. a sleepy girl. And I have to wake up at 5 a.m. Um, yeah, so Emily just be diligent and don't give up until you find somebody. You may have to right. kiss a couple frogs. That's totally until normal. You find your prince. Yeah, exactly. Wishing on stars was for babies and for crazy people. <laughs> Anyways, and that is a Princess on the Frog reference. Um, yes, of course it is. Do you, Emily also asks, do you think annual passes will be coming back for new purchasers? Um, obviously, she's talking about Florida because magic keys are still a thing. Yeah, for the moment. Um, no, I'm sorry. They're not selling new magic keys. They're only allowing renewals currently crazy yeah. um well i think i think you and i both agree that it'll be back yep. you know things will change but you know also i think uh, they need to weed out some of the current um i don't know what disney's doing 
advice. I, I act like I know, like I can say, I priced out just for fun a um oh yeah a seven night trip for two adults and two kids at the yacht club with a park hopper, which is the trip that you, we used to take when the kids were young. In our case, though, it would be three kids, but we would do deluxes because we get all five fit in the room. And it was uh, $7,000. And that was before you even did Genie Plus or food or souvenirs or God forbid anything like the Christmas party. Do you, do you party remember how much Halloween it was party. when you did it? Um, I yes, because we were able to do it. We stayed at the contemporary at the time Delta got a 40% discount at Disney hotels. I remember that the room was $187 a night, I think. And, and we're not talking 1923. We're talking, you know, early 2000s. When the wagon was created, we're talking. And, uh, yeah, and I I think we brought that trip in at just under $2,000 for the week. So the, it's not when people say, oh, well, that's just what luxury vacations cost. To me, it's the percentage increase that that when you look at that historically, and those, those that's math, right? Those numbers are, are available. Um, it does get pretty bananas and um, really quickly bonkers. to the point where honestly, if we didn't own DVC, um, and if this wasn't my business, and if I didn't have an annual pass, we would be going like every other year at this point, because there would just be no, it just wouldn't make any sense. So $7,000 is a semester at a state school. Uh, Emily's, yes, it'll be back. Don't worry. They always come back. Um, however, I do see a shift and change in Disney thinking more about the people who would pay $7,000 freely for a vacation versus an annual pass holder who would spend a little under $1,000 for a year worth of Disney. So I think the first ones to come back for new sales will for sure be the Disney Vacation Club option, because yeah. those are people who purchased a product knowing they're going to come every year. And so, like, so they do need admission. Yeah. <laughs> like, hello. Yeah. Um, awesome. So Alicia asks, you may have said this before, and I apologize in advance, but how did you guys meet? Or how did you become such good friends? That's the first part of that question. Well, number okay. one, we aren't friends. Um, <laughs> two, we are arch nemeses. Um, three, I am her dog handler. So when she's on vacation and she, cause she doesn't like to pick up poop. Like that's her main thing. She's like, I love my dogs, but like, Oh, poop. That's crazy. Um, so, uh, that is our relationship. Yes. Um, no. Um, well, yes. And <laughs> well, of what maybe. you just said is even close to being true. Um, yeah. So we just, I don't even know. We just, we just are friends. <laughs> No, he reached out. My We've favorite. said this before. So I don't want, yeah, I don't. He reached out. He loved my channel because I don't know why. I don't know why. Sometimes I watch my own channel and I'm like, I don't know why anyone loves my channel, but mm. he loved my channel. He was like, I think you're really awesome. I want you on my podcast. I was like, okay. Then we ended up talking for like two hours after and we've been friends ever since. And that's it. Period. And um, boring. Yeah, Chaya does just save her YouTube channel. Um, whose idea <laughs> was it to do the podcast? Mine. Liam. No, and you go ahead. Are, Are you... you telling the story or am I? Number one, do not go after my family glee. Two, um, that's a Rachel Dratch reference from SNL. A Real Housewives reference, because it was a Real Housewives of SNL. She goes, we are family glee. 
Um, she just couldn't say family, right? I was like, oh, I love that. Um, it was mine, but that was purely because, I mean, it was what? We had known each other for like a year at that point, a year and a half. Because I think we're just getting on year two of knowing each other, I think. Okay. And um, I've always when wanted to When are you getting me for Jen. our anniversary? A, a tower of terror postcard. postcard. <laughs> um, I no, so I, I, Jen is. There's a list of people that I would love to work with creatively. Jen was on that list, and I basically was just was like, "Do you wanna, um, do you wanna work together?" And I had this idea, and I truly did get a producer pitch together. I said, like, "Let's think of this idea. Let's create something together, not just a Disney podcast. Let's create something that isn't." already a thing or already created and well and and one thing that I am glad that we re-recorded because I get the chance to mention the fact that I actually told you that I really felt like you had something that you were great on air that your voice was great on the podcast that you had done previously that I really saw so much potential in you so it wasn't what sometimes I feel like you act like you think I'm amazing and then you reached out and then that's, so I also think you're amazing and told you so and said, I think you've got a lot to bring to the table. That was why we ended up talking that two hours initially as I was helping him work through just as someone who has been through some stuff creatively, how can you get this where you want it to be? That was like the whole point of our conversation. Right. So, um, it's definitely, and then our chemistry is really good. And it, and we had done, had I done two episodes of your podcast and went, yeah, and we I did the too. Grinch reading. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't like we'd never spent time together and recorded it. We knew that, yeah. that we could carry the show, I guess. And that's yeah. a funny thing people I think don't realize is you can't just get two people, well, you can, anybody can start a podcast. And y'all have heard bad podcasts. Maybe you think this is a bad podcast. I hope Good that you don't. You. We just passed 30,000 um, listens. So yeah. I don't think you think it's a bad podcast. Um, and we did get monetized on YouTube. Whoop, whoop. So, so yeah. So yeah, there's is. something there, you know, there's something there. Um, but you can't just put two people on a microphone and say, carry a show for an hour. It, it, yeah. it does. It, in fact, you can have very talented people that can't do that together. Either one of them monopolizes the conversation or they're Liam. <laughs> See what I did? I was like, because I monopolize the conversation. No, shut Oh, up. sorry, I was asleep. What did you say? <laughs> you just grab two free. And also you need an idea. Like you need, I always tell people this when they're like, I want to make a podcast. I'm like, you will die a slow, painful death if you do even longer than six episodes of something that you are not passionate about. And the minute that we landed yeah. on the idea of combining Disney with mental health, having people on the show, not only clinical professionals, but also people who love Disney. And sometimes they're two of the same thing. Um, and together we wanted to create like a, like a, just a business, a business that we felt passionate about. And the that's why our patrons mean so much to us because we could have so much inspiration and so much passion for our projects, but it's the people behind us that really give us the ability to do that. Um, well, also we, we, we wanted to do something that we didn't see in the current sphere. Yeah. We didn't, we were both getting very fatigued from Disney toxic positivity. And then the other side of the coin, Disney, just people that just hate on Disney all the time. And, right. and we, we didn't see ourselves 
in the the Disney influencer sphere. Right. And we were like, we kind of want to talk about the difference between, you know, using Disney as this as an escape and using it to numb and why using it to numb isn't healthy. And what does it look like to and <laughs> acknowledging that a lot of us that are really into Disney also have some serious mental health things. A lot of us have trauma as children. How do what does that look like? Not being afraid to talk about things. Um, and so I think it was the first show when one of us brought up suicidal ideations and I was like, and we're off. And that's episode one, start clapping. Yay. It's like one minute we're like, it's a great, big, beautiful, beautiful tomorrow. Dance. And about suicidal ideations. And so like somehow making those things, normalizing the conversation, I think is a huge passion for both of us. Right. Normalizing the, the conversation around getting help when you need it being on medication when you need it, going to a therapist when you need it, and not making those things shameful is kind of the heartbeat of what we're trying to do here. So and not only that, but it's like, it's one in the same with the happiest moments on earth. Yep. It just That's is. Right. Both of them and deserve you, and your you attention. And you can talk and about all of both. it. And, and it's safe to say both things are true at the same time, because we can walk and chew gum. So sometimes. Um, so thank you for that one. And then <laughs> Christmas is coming along. Alicia also asked this. Uh, Christmas is coming along. Any advice for Christmas uh, at Disneyland versus Disney World? Nope. Yeah, no, I'm leaving for, I'm, I have a Disney World trip coming up. I'm actually, I didn't even, this literally occurred to me today because I was trying to organize my, my Christmas ears and stuff. Jesus, I got to get you to bed. Look at you. I don't know what you're talking about. She just starts talking and I yawn. And the best part is um, I just my pulled out this. my Christmas ears. I'm doing the Christmas party at Disney World and then I'm headed like literally 10 days later to Disneyland Why to do, you do their that to yourself. Christmas house. Well, it's easier to do Disney Land World, World and then Disneyland because I don't have a time change with Disney World. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I um, know. And the Disneyland trip was just very last minute and i'm going with uh, my oldest son who really loves disneyland oh. as much as i do and we were like i was like oh i really would love to see the christmas decoration it just kind of and i Worked have one of those out. uh companion passes with delta that was going to expire so his ticket was free and you know on and on it just worked out so oh, that works we um, are staying let me say this really quick at the hyatt regency orange county and i'm not giving exact dates so i can tell you where we're staying but Guess what our rate was for a two-bedroom, two-bathroom suite? Um, one twenty-seven. Oh, shut up! Don't do that. You, do, my husband, does that. How much do you think this dress was? Eleven dollars? No, it wasn't eleven dollars. It was three hundred dollars. Three hundred and fifteen dollars a night. That's not bad at all. At the Hyatt Regency. Now the Hyatt Regency. <laughs> it has a um, a shuttle. This is this is oh, the international no. sign for shuttle because it's really too far to walk, but it drops you off. And I used it last time and it works brilliantly. So yeah, that's what's happening. Oh, wow. So what are you I'm, staying at Disney World? Uh, I am staying at- If you say the Riviera, um, I'm going to- West. Come. Okay, thank God. No, I did schedule Riviera though. I scheduled a one bedroom at the Riviera in May. You can come visit. Anyway, I haven't done Disneyland at California for many years. And so I'm very excited- because I get to see my toy soldiers, which I'm very committed to, and all of the things. So uh, there you go. Disney World, you are have to be there for the vibes, or you won't do anything else because yeah. it's so busy. Um, but as long as you're there to have a good time and enjoy the company that you were with, 
go see shows, come see Candlelight Processional, even if you are not Christian or super about Jesus. Um, it is a show about hope and believing in one another. And it's really, really good music, most importantly. And that brings people together. And go see Voices yeah. of Liberty caroling because it's super fun and super good. Emma goes, oh, this is a cute question. Um, out of all the Disney companions, who would you choose? Mine is a tie between what's the pug's name in Pocahontas? I don't know. I'm just going to call him Governor Rufkins. Oh, are we talking about sidekicks, though? Are yes. we talking about Disney oh, I, companions? Uh, see, Maybe we should record every episode twice because I misunderstood the question the first time too. We're talking about actual sidekicks. The question is genuinely Disney animal companions. Oh, well, that's even more, that's wildly specific. The pug from Pocahontas or Pip from Enchanted. Okay, now that I understand the question, um, my uh, mine would be Nana from Peter Pan. (laughs) because she's so cute she's so cute and when she when she's like trying to to like protect them and then they're flying away and she's like what it's so cute i'm also a big fan of in princess and the frog i think ray is fun i like yes when he dies it's really sad oh it's so sad sad. evangeline evangeline Aaron asks, Aaron is such a good friend of the podcast, any tricks to get yourself motivated on a day when you're just not, not necessarily a day when you're- Wait, wait, any tricks to get you motivated on a day when you're just not? No. Any tricks to get you motivated? We are now talking about line readings for voiceover. (laughs) Any tricks to get yourself motivated on a day when you're just Okay, okay. Now, now can you do it for me as a monkey? okay okay now 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 hi um sorry now could you do it for us um on a day when you're really sad please go ahead no i didn't ask for coffee no i don't i'm on a reading go ahead sorry yeah any tricks to get yourself motivated on a a day when you're just now do it as mickey mouse hi pal any tricks to get (laughs) I don't have a Mickey Mouse. I don't. I don't have any of the Fab Five. I wish I did. Anyways, Aaron asks, any tricks to get yourself motivated on a day when you're just not? Not necessarily a day when you should just listen to your body and rest, but one where you're just not feeling it. Um, Talk about your heat lamp. Come on. I have a heat lamp. <laughs> I have You've got a, a heat, heat lamp. lamp that gets you vitamin D because you're lazy, one to you're like i need sunshine and, and it helps and the heat and the sunlight helps me with motivation and but your the other thing I, immune disease i don't have autoimmune disease yeah that's right that was the really great point that i made the first time we recorded this episode i feel exhausted <laughs> it's eight days out of ten i feel exhausted okay that's the yeah. reality of my situation i know so, i'm yawning I have all these tactics. I get dressed from head to toe. I put makeup on. I put perfume on. I put on music. I dance around. I get exercise. I get fresh air. And if all of those things have not worked, I go back to bed. And that's it, isn't it? Because you just... There's no point fighting. (laughs) No. Some days you just I'm not going to say just give in, but... 
Um, similar to Jen, I love a good piece of exercise and I always feel better. And it's always, I love a good exercise. exercise. Um, and I, I've started doing things that I'm bad at. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Like podcasting. (laughs) I like, I just took up cooking and renovating my house. So like something I'm not, I don't, I'm not skilled at whatsoever. And I think it's really important to do things you're bad at and, sometimes we glorify our work that we're good at in order to feel better about ourselves and our lives. And I'm like, no, just like commit yourself to something that you don't necessarily need to. And suddenly the things that you quote unquote have to do, which I also big on language. I never say I have to do this. I try my best to be like, no, I want to, like, I want to do the podcast. And I know at the end of the day, I'd rather do the podcast than not or work at Disney have to versus no, I get to. Um, I think that's really, really important, but basic things. I'm really big on drinking four liters of water a day. I drink a lot of water. Yeah. I think when you're not motivated to start looking. So here's something I just told my next door neighbor. We were talking about this very issue. Uh, we chat in the cul-de-sac in the suburbs here, North of Atlanta, because she also has autoimmune disease, which is why we talk a lot about this. Look at your life on the day when you had a really great day. And here's why this is challenging, because we tend to not document the good days. We only think about the bad bad days. Okay. So on the good day, what you're going to do is journal, what did I do that made today good? Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? So like flip it around and it's like, what was different? Was it the energy of the people I was around? Did I eat particularly well? Was it that I got a good night's sleep? Did I, does that make sense? And so mm-hmm. then you can start over time having a pattern where you can start to see, by the way, going back to when you go to a therapist, this is super helpful information for a therapist too, because right. if you can say, actually, if I don't protect my sleep, I can't, I'm not can't thriving. Yeah. Like I, I just can't be my best self. So that means you're going to set boundaries in your life to protect your sleep at all cost. Maybe for you, it's certain kinds of stress or certain kinds of whatever, what you can't control everything. There's so much, there's far more we can't control than what we can't, but our little sphere, it's amazing how much food and rest and exercise tie in. Yeah, it's it's just back to basics. And I want us to all carry, including myself, I've had a pretty stressful week. Hey, Mrs. Parr, Jack Jack's looking a little weird. Um, I am her and I am stressed. However, yeah, I love the headgear. The headgear is what you need. Uh, Mrs. Parr, <laughs> um, I think we all need to take a minute, including myself, which I'm going to do so after this, and just take a moment to go read, do the thing that sets you up for the week that because tomorrow is my Monday. Um, and just know that there are people rooting for you. There are, there just is, whether it's your family members or whether it's your friends or whether it's us, we genuinely want you to have an incredible week. And going to therapy is literally like your vegetables every single day. Like you feel better that you're serving yourself because you are worth serving. Period. Mm, that's um, beautiful. And my friends, I think it's time for a, a, a great little announcement that we're coming back for season three. Yeah. Oh my, you know what I want played at my wedding? What? Can you feel the love tonight? Just from the mega mix of Festival of Liking. It's all anyone wants. Can you feel it? 
I, I, if if Scott and I were going to get married again, we would do from Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh. <laughs> There's the song at their wedding that's so beautiful. We would do that song. And I will sing it as Miss Piggy. Um, yeah. We are coming back for season three. We Every single time that we prepare for a new season, we have a jar of ideas, literally, of things that we want to do, things we want to create, people we want on the show. And there are more things to be done. There's more things to be done. And uh, this go around, however, we will not be taking as long as a hiatus. So we've decided as long as we're doing this show, we will take the summer off. Gives Jen an actual vacation and an actual rest time. Also gives me time to think of the show and the business and also take a rest myself. Um, and so we're going to take about two weeks off and then we're going to come back in late November, I think. I think Just in we, time for Christmas. Yes. We are going to do something fun for Christmas. We don't know what yet, but um, please follow us on Instagram at, at Unlimited Time Magic because you're going to get everything there. So whether we do special YouTube videos, live streams, which we do have some coming up. So we will leave that information on Instagram. Uh, so please, friends, follow along. And to our patrons, you know how we feel about you. Thank you. We love you. Have a good week. We can't do what we do without you, Dooby Doo. And, and now this is going to be frozen on this pose. Another episode of Unlimited Time Magic is through. Please follow us on Instagram at, at Unlimited Time Magic. Uh, support us on Patreon if you'd like to do that. Plenty of benefits. It's really, really great. And we're not on Main Street, but we will see you on Main Street. Look, it's out there. Uh, nailed it!